glad you're with me again today. Welcome back. We're studying some of the questions that we want answered and trying to find God's answer to them. I want to talk today about what, it, what does it mean to really seek God. The Bible talks a lot about seeking God. And if we don't know what that means, if we don't understand that, then it's going to be a problem for us. And I want us to understand it. The Bible says that David sought God. He said he thirsted for God. He, he longed for God. He yearned for God. And the Bible says when we seriously seek him, we find him in salvation. And then we, when we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we're filled with all the things that he wants us to be filled with. There was a man I want to read about in Second Chronicles in the Old Testament, chapter 31 and verse 21. Let me, let me read it to you. Uh, this is what Ezekiel did throughout Judah, doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. In everything that he undertook in the service of God's temple and obedience to the law and the commands, he sought his God and worked wholeheartedly, so he prospered. Hezekiah was a king, and he sought God, the Bible says. What does that really mean to seek God? We're going to talk about that. First of all, I think seeking God involves a radical willingness. Now, what I mean by that is that we have to be radical about this. We want God. We want to know God. We want to have the best relationship with God. And it's really, really important. It's our number one priority in life. Hezekiah began seeking God when it was not popular to do so. His father did everything except seek God. His father... Ahaz, who was king, had a record of absolute godlessness and waywardness. Hezekiah had to overcome his family, his peers, his people, even the priests and the Levites to really seek God. According to the law of heredity, no good could have been expected of this son of an ungodly king. Ahaz was the worst king to this point in Judah's history. And Hezekiah, in spite of his father, in spite of his family, Sought God. His father built idols. His father worshipped idols. He sought God because he realized this was the most important thing in life. He had a radical desire to know and walk with God. And Ahaz had none of this. And uh, when Ahaz died, the people refused to bury him in the graveyard of the nation's kings. He was so bad that he had rejected the ways of God, and they felt like he was unworthy of a place among the godly kings of Judah. And he built images to Balaam, or to Baal, I'm sorry, and to false worship. And he gave away temple property to the king of Assyria, as well as money belonging to God's service and the temple. He also desecrated the, the temple of Jehovah by in, in erecting an altar patterned after the, the idolatrous altars of the neighbors around them. And you can just go on and on. Finally, he shut the doors and gave himself over to idols, the doors of the temple, that is. He was, this was the kind of background Hezekiah had. He came to the throne when he was only 25, at an age when young men are out to gratify their passions, Hezekiah, however, early learned how to flee from lust and to allow God to control his life. And he, of all the kings of Judah, he is more unreservedly commended than any other king. 
God commends him. God says good things about him. The history and literature of his reign occupies 17 chapters in the Bible. Of the three godly kings of Israel, he has the largest place. But it was because, of Judah rather, but it was because he chose to have a radical willingness to seek God. Now you and I can use excuses. Well, there's nobody at work that seeks God. There's nobody in my family that seeks God. I don't have any close acquaintances that really seek after God. You see, that doesn't matter. That's not an excuse for us. You and I can make a personal choice. You and I can decide that no matter what anybody else does or what anybody else says or what anybody else is, we're going to seek the Lord. So the first thing is it's got to be a radical kind of commitment. Second, it involves the right kind of of living, the right kind of walk of our lives. The Bible says that Hezekiah in chapter 29 too, did right in the sight of the Lord. The same thing, the same thing is said in chapter 31, 20, and he did what was good, right, and true before the Lord his God. You see, he did what was right because he did it before the Lord his God, in the presence of the Lord his God. With the eyes of God upon him, he recognized that everything he did God saw, and therefore his desire was to seek God and to please God, and therefore he lived in the light of God's looking on him every day. We talk a great deal about the fear of the Lord, but primarily what the fear of the Lord is recognizing that what we do is before him. It's in his presence. He is aware of everything that we do when we walk in fear of the Lord, it's simply that we walk with the idea of God is seeing me, God is knowing what he's doing, and I want to please him in everything that I do. And his eyes are upon us, and his eyes are there because he loves us and he cares about us. And he's not there just to judge us, but he's there to take care of us. You see, one of the things he did is mentioned in Second Kings, and, and they don't go into it in in Second Chronicles, but the whole story of Hezekiah is repeated again in Second Kings, and much of it is in also the prophecy of Isaiah. It is given three times because it's so significant in three different books. Here is the man who's really seeking God, and, and God wants us to see this. But one of the things he did, he removed the high places in Judah. There were special places of worship that had been there for centuries. He removed them. This is found in 2 Kings 18.4. He removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden images, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days the children of Israel burned incense to it. These former sites of pagan worship were torn down. None of the other kings of Judah, even the good kings, had had the courage to do this. No doubt it was not a popular decision because it was a place of where a lot of people came to worship. But he was not trying to please God. He was seeking to please. He wasn't trying to please people. He was seeking to please God. What is really interesting is that there was one particular idol that the people worshipped that had been around a long time. It was the bronze serpent that Moses had made hundreds and hundreds of years before in the wilderness when the people, because of their sins, had been bitten by snakes. And God told him to make a, a, a bronze replica of the snake and put it up on a pole 
And if people looked to that pole when they were bitten and, and knew that God could take care of them, that they would be healed and they wouldn't die from the snake bite. Now, what had started out as simply a way for people to express their faith in God became the whole end result. And they worshipped the bronze serpent. And, but Hezekiah cut it down and broke it in pieces. A lot of people would have been really angry about that. But he did what God wanted him to do. He took seriously what God wanted him to take seriously. Let's do that today. And with all of our hearts, let's seek after him and his way and his truth and his life. God bless you. Have a great day.